Welcome to the Simon Says Podcast podcast. I'm told it's number 193, but that sounds familiar. I feel like we did that already. They all blur together. Don't say that. I mean, they're all unique and special like our children. Hey, so what's going on? Speaking of children, oh, click a like and subscribe and share us with your friends. We love new friends. Yeah. Speaking of your children, how was it taking your kid to Wilmington? So... It was funny because I, we've now officially hit that stage of college visits wow. and they were doing a tour. So they have these senior opportunity days, which just means everybody else is testing. Um, so we said, all right, well, let's go take a look at UNC Wilmington. And and I knew before going into it that my daughter wasn't really, that's not high up on her list. It's a good school. It's pretty down there. It, okay. So I get there and I was like, we step out of the car. I'm like, I can smell the ocean mm. and it's beautiful and sunny mm-hmm. and just like a breeze. And I look at my kid, I'm like, kid, this is actually pretty cool. And she's like, eh. I'm like, oh no. So it, it was a very fun tour in the sense it was nice to go walk around, but she wants to be in the mountains. Really? Yeah. She has kind of made it clear that that's kind of her jam. Although the next one we're going to is up in Richmond. We're going to VCU. Oh, that's a good school. Yep. But it's crazy because it's like, I can't believe we're at this stage now. I swear to God, I, I do not envy you. And I'm just thinking, you know, maybe I won't live long enough to have to do all that. No, you will. It'll be <laughs> great. But, you know, it's funny. So every step, of, like along the lines of being a parent, I always have these conversations with my parents about, you know, oh, this is where we're at. And my mom will laugh. And But she was telling me about how my dad was the one who took my sister to all the, the college tours. And that there were some where they would pull up and my sister would be like, nope. And then like, not even like, I'm not even going to get out of the car. Not even oh my worth God, it. for real? Yeah. So I can't even imagine. But I mean, I was in the car for like, you know, it's like a three hour drive. And it was weird to drive all the way to the beach and not and, and then turn and around, turn around and, come and leave. Right, come right back. Oh, yeah. uh, what a rip off. You <laughs> got really, that close. I know. There's signs and smells and I even eat lunch by the water. Had some scramps. So you're sold on it. You want her to go there. But she's not into it. So, you know, maybe that's that's your next stop, Wilmington. Was Wilmington the place that had the giant Christopher Columbus statue back in the day? I can't find it anywhere online. There used to be one. Remember how those roadside things would be like a giant Paul Bunyan or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the giant lady in the bikini at the water slide and stuff like that? There was a giant Christopher Columbus statue somewhere that I've been when I was a kid, and it was scary. It was so big. It was like... You know, no. this looks dangerous. I don't remember that. All I know is I was trying to tell my kid, I'm like, you know, they're the movie scene and like movies and TV are coming back, you know, with yeah. a vengeance. And that I think that they're really starting to really film stuff again down there. I'm like, this is this would be a good spot for you if you want to get into that kind of thing. Yeah. And she was still like, eh. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm well, gonna- I guess she told you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you should have thought of that. But Man, that's going to drive me crazy. Where the hell was that giant statue? Because it used to freak me out. That kind of stuff haunted my dreams. I it was re- huge. That's so funny. You said the thing about the Paul Bunyan because he's he's along the way. If you go to Charlotte, it's like a gas station yes. or something. I always want to stop there, but it's not. I can never figure out how to get off the exit. There's a Daniel Boone still up in Hillsboro. I don't think he has his gun anymore, or it's in the wrong hand. There's something really weird about the way he was holding his musket. At Daniel Boone Village, which when you go to Daniel Boone Village now, it's a it's literally a ghost town. There's nothing there but broken windows, and it used to be bustling. Speaking of giant statues, uh, have you seen? I I don't know if it's actually up or if it was a rendering, but they put a giant like bird coming out of the building or something at the Natural Science Center. 
I don't know what kind of bird. It looks like a, some sort of mean emu. or Oh, no, it's a cassowary, I think. Shut you don't know what you're talking about. The ca- isn't the cassowary the, the the thing that like it used no. to be pets, like the real mean? No, cassowary is when you put noodles and tuna and stuff <laughs> in a pan and you bake it. Oh. You got your tuna noodle cassowary. I forgot. You should know that. You'd call yourself a chef. <laughs> I apologize. Dang. I just haven't been, you know, we used to go to the Natural Science Center all the time. And I haven't been in so long since the kids have been older. But I saw a picture on Facebook and I, I could have sworn that was that. It's like that... um. That, what's that airport? Uh, was it Tampa? Somewhere in Florida where they have the giant flamingo the coming flamingo, through the flamingo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not a cast, cassowary. No, no, no. Again, we've we've been very clear. Yeah. My wife won't won't let me make my tuna noodle cassowary anymore. Is that right? She doesn't like it. Why? What kind of cassowary does she like? I don't Because <laughs> you got to look. She, she likes, I mean, she'll do like a baked spaghetti, which isn't really a cassowary. That's but kind it, of a cassowary. I mean, it's cassowary. It's, it's a in the savory. Cassowary I mean, savory. Look, if a hot dog's a sandwich, then this is a cassowary. <laughs> You, you know, that's not the same. A hot dog is clearly right a sandwich. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows a hot dog is a sandwich. We're not even going to start on that. We're not even going to go there today. Oh, it's it so is, ridiculous. It is a cassowary. Everybody knows a hot dog is a sandwich, a taco is a sandwich, <laughs> and a Pop-Tart is a Wellington. All of this has been clearly established. So there's no need to talk about it anymore. Am I right? Who's with me? I forgot the Pop-Tart's a Wellington. Sorry. Speaking of Wilmington, North Carolina, it's one of the... Most popular and famous North Carolina ghost stories out of Wilmington, North Carolina. As we get closer to Halloween around here, people have seen lights over the railroad tracks near Mako Station. It's called the Mako Light. And this has been going on since Joe Baldwin died in 1867. Joe Baldwin worked on the railroad um, from Wilmington to Augusta, Georgia, made a stop in Florence, South Carolina. He was the signalman for the train. And he'd been working on the trains for a long time. He got woken up one night by a sudden pull on his car. That's train talk. Yeah, yeah. So Joe was in the caboose of the train. Caboose is the back. That's train talk. I I do know what a caboose is. Thank you. When he felt the yank. So the caboose had come loose from the rest of the train. He's freaking out. It stalled out on the tracks. He knew another train was coming. If he didn't do something, he was going to be killed. So if the train would have hit Joe's caboose at full speed, the passengers could all die. So Joe knew what he had to do. He grabbed his lantern. When he heard the train, he got out and waved it, waved it over his head, waved it like crazy to get the conductor's attention. And it took a while for the train to come to a complete stop because it it was at full speed. Um, He knew he probably wouldn't survive, but he wanted the people on the train to be safe. He's waving the lantern like crazy. The train hits the brakes. Passengers on board the train were safe. Joe had his head cut off. And now the legend has it that the train threw Joe's head in the swamp out near the railroad tracks. Nobody could ever find it. So now what you see on these dark fall nights, the mysterious Mako light is Joe's lantern and he's walking the tracks looking for his missing head. Oh, I love it. To this day. To this day. How cool is it? The railroad tracks were pulled up as many around the the world, around the state and America have have been pulled up. So there's no railroad tracks anymore, but the lights still come. Yeah, well, he hasn't found that head yet. Isn't that great? Had you heard of that one? No, I haven't heard that one. There's, you know, it's always interesting this time of year, obviously, being that it's near Halloween. What? The famous like ghost stories of certain areas, and 
And again, like the older a community, like mm. Wilmington or, you know, mm-hmm. when you get to the coast area, like, yeah, there's more opportunity for super creepy stuff and hauntings and whatnot. Well, Lydia's Bridge, the story about the girl who oh, yeah, got yeah, a yeah. ride and disappeared from the car and the person driving went up to the house and said, hey, I've given your daughter a ride home and I don't know where she went. She's not in the car. And they go, her daughter was killed right up by that bridge blankety blank years ago. And that one has come up a lot. There's versions of that one all over the country. But the it, one here is Lydia's Bridge. Is 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 somebody with a hook hand, is that always, is that a general like, you know, and then he had a hook hand. The scraping noise was a hook hand. That takes you back to your Boy Scout days wearing your mom's pantyhose, doesn't it? <sighs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Setting fires wearing <laughs> pantyhose. Uh, Living I, the dream. The hook hand thing is just a general ghost story. Like, you know, then she got out of the car and on the door handle was a hook. Oh, my God. The boy was all into this one podcast. It's like spooky, scary stories or whatever. But it was the he's like, oh, you got to listen to this one. It went on for so long and it was so complicated. It was like you walk into a store and if this girl working, turn around or you'll die. But if you if it's a guy working, answer his three questions. But if you don't answer it right, you'll die. Oh, my God. I've already lost interest. And if you hear screaming, you're dead already. And it was like, oh, my God, I don't understand. It went on and went on and went on and went on. And, and there was no real closure. It was just a lot of like if you it was like a really bad choose your own adventure adventure at any turn if you made the wrong <laughs> you're dead <laughs> you're dead again stupid ah, why do you keep screwing this up you suck don't you remember when you hear the screaming run to the left do you know the story of the first vampire and did you know that the first vampire was here in america it wasn't in you know some far off corner of romania no yeah it was in rhode island there was a family who it, it was a big family dude had his wife and several kids working the farm and then they started getting sick i can't remember what they had if it was tuberculosis or you know it was one of those things that used to take them out back in the olden days real real easy yeah so one got sick and died the next one got sick and died another one got sick and died and this guy came over to the house and he's like look here's what's happening um the the living dead uh or the devil's trying to get us through the living dead and here's what's happening we have to dig up these bodies and if there's still blood in their heart then they're possessed and we gotta oh, kill I it i have heard okay i think i have heard this. yeah yeah so they're like if there if there's blood in their heart we're gonna dig up your family's bodies your wife and kids we're gonna dig them up and then we're gonna cut them open and if there's blood in there we know that they're a monster and we have to you know kill them again yeah. So the first couple, they dug up nothing. Dug his daughter up. She hadn't changed. She still looked the same in the grave. And they're like, oh, my God, this is it. Devil's in there. She's possessed. So they took her heart and they burned it. And then they took the ashes and mixed it in with a drink. And they're like, this is the only way to save yourself and the rest of your family. You have to drink your daughter's heart in this drink. Yeah. And that's the first time anybody ever you know, did anything like a vampire. Which is interesting because you still, you know, the whole idea of like, oh, vampires and werewolves and all that. But I mean, it's stuff that's been around forever where mm-hmm. they'll still, I mean, there was recently a discovery of a body and I think it was a young girl or something like that where the head has been separated and it's buried in a certain way, which would be condu- like chained to the ground where it'd be like, like it was a vampire. 
Do you know the term? Oh, I love that stuff. The term saved by the bell. You know what that means? It means that Screech is coming? No, it ain't Screech or Slater. <laughs> what they used to do, man, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. is they would bury people alive regularly because, you know, technology wasn't what it is today. And so <laughs> they actually, this one girl died. And for some reason, she had this, this super connection with somebody in her family, like her aunt or her sister or somebody. And they're like, I know she she's not dead. Something's up. We got. I, she came to me in a dream. Something's going on. Yep. So they dug that grave up. And inside the coffin was all these scratch marks where yep. she's been trying to get out. That's terrifying. Yeah, so that's the worst. That started this industry of how to you know, save somebody who's buried. If they wake up in there, what are you going to do? So they would tie a string to their foot or their hand, and that would go up to a bell, which was over their grave. Yep. So if the bell rings, that means they're moving in there and they're saved by the bell. There was also what they would do. I remember seeing this one was they would put almost like a periscope and it would be like a, either like a window or something where you could see down in. Yeah. So like if something went wrong, you would have the way to to notify people that hey I'm I'm not dead. It was a whole industry, of which that. is which is funny because it didn't we just have like two to three cases in the past year of people waking up in morgues yeah. or like you're you're no this person's totally dead yeah and and we do have modern technology and modern science and they still are like mm, I mean those aren't happening around here those are like elsewhere in the world that's are they I don't think that's that's happened in America I remember the stories but I I don't think it was here I think it was like you know more primitive areas but still I, they ought to know better than that I I do I do like that though it's like yeah <laughs> thank god I've got this bell that is one of the most terrifying things in all like movies like I know that you have your thing about blocking doors or Jeez. you know getting stuck somewhere. Yeah. But I mean that idea of being buried alive. I remember remember um was it Bob and the Showgram they they buried then they have like a they had a dude on their on their radio Big show. Big Flash. Yeah. The they buried flash. him alive. They and made like, him do all kind of stupid stuff, man. That was the end of them when they started doing all that. I think. But that's that's one for me, like that idea of like the sound of the dirt hitting, you know, the box or whatever. Forget what about that? What about being strapped on top of the station van and running through a car wash naked? They also made him do that. Now that's <laughs> that's good radio. <laughs> oh, we used to do stuff like that all the time. We couldn't get away with anything like that. We wanted to have people throw. We, we wanted to do this one thing. I don't even remember what it was for, what we were giving away, but we were going to have the, the, the idea was skipping a boat and people were going to throw bread at him. Yeah. And the, they were going to fish for him or something to win like a fish tickets to like a fishing show or something, something like that. <laughs> but the lawyers came back and said, we can't really have him in the boat on the water and we can't really have anybody throwing anything at him. Yeah. What if we have him and the listeners on shore and they do a casting contest with fishing rods? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Never mind. We're not doing anything. Yeah, that's hilarious. Thanks I so think- much. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, but again, this is also the same thing where you know you can't be like the first person to get to this place, you know, because God forbid if you know someone yeah. gets in an accident, then it's our fault, and then no. yeah. But we did used to do that. We used to hide him and play. He loved those man because he would just go sit and have a biscuit. Well, yeah, he liked that better than being wrapped up in du- uh, bubble wrap and then hit with a stick. That was <laughs> the, human, the human pinata. Yeah, that was a good one. Human pinata was a good one. And when they did the turkey shoot, he was out in the woods crying when they were shooting him with the paintball <laughs> gun. I mean, 
You, you can't do that stuff anymore, man. <laughs> I, I forgot about the turkey shoot. Wait a minute. Speaking of terrifying, your wife got a speeding ticket. What are you going to do about this? Oh, nothing. She actually, luckily, it wasn't too bad. She got it down. It was under a hundred bucks, but it's a bummer. She was, she had to go down to South Carolina for work. And she was already, she's running late. She wants to be home. She had a miserable experience all the way around, which is so funny. Um, so yeah, she's on her way home and got pulled over. And it, I, there's this section, and I remember, like I remember driving down there before. There's like a small town somewhere between here and South Carolina, or Charleston area. And I, I live in a small town. I can breathe in a small town. Yeah. Yeah, I was born in a small town. That's probably where they're burying me. Learned to read in a small town? No. Was that part of it? No. Uh, anyway, th- they're famous for having a section where it goes from like 40 to 20. Like they have some real drastic speed changes. Yeah. And if you don't go exactly that, they pull you over. That's how this town makes their money. Oh, you don't know that. I do. Because it's 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 common knowledge that you in this certain area. It's like uh, there's certain areas you don't speed. Like when I used to take 29 to DC, like once you get into Virginia, you, you don't mess with it. Mm. They don't, they don't mess around. So anyway, uh, she ended up getting pulled and, and you know, well, do you know why I pulled you over? And How it's like, fast yeah, was she, she going? She was doing like 40 in a 25 because Jesus. she didn't see the, that's careless and reckless. I, Good God. That's 15 I over. Know, someone could have died. Which is funny because it reminded me of one of the last speeding ticket I got was when I was driving back from South Carolina and I wasn't paying attention. I had clo- my daughter in the car. She was real little. And I was going, I think I was going like 85 and like a 65 or something like that. I don't know. That is a careless and reckless. Yeah. Anything well, over 81. They dropped it down. And anyway, I still got a big ticket out of it. But ever since then, my daughter, well, when she was little, would be like, you know, don't go 80. Don't go 80, daddy. Oh. Don't go 80. Poor thing. That yeah. poor little yeah. child had to she live through that trauma. Traumatized and by her And still, still feels that way. That's why she didn't want any part of Wilmington, because you were driving like a maniac. Yeah. That's <laughs> a crazy person. The last speeding ticket I got was up when I was living outside D.C., and I got all the way up to Upper Northwest near the National Cathedral. You know how far up that is. Yeah. And I had to go all the way back to Alexandria across the bridge to get my bedicid. And so I was like, this is crazy. I'm so stupid. So I'm flying through this little portion of town called Delray. It was a 25, and I think I was going 37 or something. And the guy pulled me over, and I was like, man, I, I know I was going faster than I need to. I got to go home and get my medicine. I didn't didn't bring it with me. He goes, well, what kind of medicine is it? I should have said, it's for my heart attacks. Or, you know, it's I have to have uh, it to live. Yeah, <laughs> But it wasn't anything like that. So he gave me a ticket. And what I was able to do was, in lieu of taking a guilty, I had to go to court for this. I, in lieu of taking a guilty, I went to traffic school. I spent the whole day in traffic school. Oh, uh, yeah. And I learned some stuff in traffic school, man. I met a guy, you know, these street racers that you hear out on Wendover in the middle of the night? Oh, yeah, yeah. The backfiring over and over and scree- screeching their tires and flying and revving and stuff. This guy, Oscar, was a professional street racer. And he made all his money that way. And he was sitting in there in traffic school, right out loud, talking about, yeah, I made, you know, $4,000 the other night in my souped up Civic, I think it was. Oh, that may, maybe it was mine. He it was, was the one that got stolen. <laughs> maybe. Was it white? No. Oh. But you never know. They might have painted it. It was black, but. It was neat. It was a, it was a neat experience. And, you know, it, it didn't do anything to my license or anything because it, it got wiped away because of traffic school. And that's where I discovered 
the big ass chicken sandwich out of the vending machine. You ever had a big ass chicken sandwich? AZ? <laughs> I don't think so. They also have a big ass burger, which I understand. I've never had one, but people say between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., that thing is banging. Yeah, that, <laughs> a lot of things are really delicious between those, that window. It wouldn't normally be, probably. You getting ready for your Taylor Swift movie? It's two days away. I'm not going. How, how can you call yourself a Swifty or whatever? Because it's one thing, I, it's one thing if I was going to see her live. This but is the next I best thing. I am not going to go. No, it's not. I'm it not going to go to the movie theater with the, these other people. It's not the same experience. Like, it, it, Okay. I, it, it's the same to me. It's a lot. It, it's very similar to what I experienced during the lockdown when musicians were doing, you know, streaming concerts. Yeah, they, yeah those were lame. Or even uh, I went and saw the Avid Brothers at Charlotte Motor Speedway and they did like a drive-in style show. Yeah. Which that was better because they were actually They there. were there, yeah. yeah. Except for the part when I set off my car alarm. That was pretty embarrassing. But um, everybody hated you, including the band. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it sorry, was, guys. Security... We're going to have to stop playing here for a little bit while this a-hole finds his <laughs> remote. You to turn the alarm uh, off anytime, sir. God, the security. Uh, are you going to do anything? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to start. I'll just turn That's it off. great. But um, no, nah, it's not the same. Now, I have decided, though, I wish that more bands would offer the ability to buy like pay-per-view style that stuff to watch at home. I don't want to go to the movie theater. Like I would pay to watch but it. But it's or, big. It's she's going to be like, how tall is a the movie theater? You're going to have that much. I don't Taylor Swift. That's exciting to I you. I would rather do that at my house, like uh, at the, in the comfort of my own house. So I cause you can't her. take your pants off at the movie theater. It's frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily want to be known as that guy, but too late. There was something else, you know, it's like we were talking about this. All these times where shows sell out or like ticket prices are so crazy. Like I wish if if it's a sold out show, what does it hurt the artist to sell the ability to watch it live at home, like to stream it? I mean, it's the the it's available. Like, it's a great people idea. People do it all the time. Like why not make that extra cash? And it drives me crazy because there's a lot of artists now where it's hard to get tickets or it's even hard to just you know get in on it. So and you have to go somewhere and do something. I know. You know what I'm saying. But I'll tell you, you know, you might have heard that I like The Who a little bit. Mm. So in 1989, they were doing, was it their farewell? It was it was like an anniversary farewell tour. It was one of their many, many, many final tours, final concerts. And it was on pay-per-view. And it was not only that, it was simulcast on the radio worldwide. And so I, really? yeah, and I bought the pay-per-view at my house and invited some of my Who fan friends over and one dude, I'm not going to say his name, he came and he brought his own videotape because he wanted to record it. He, I think he might have even brought his own VCR because I was recording it too. It seems like we had some kind of jumper thing going on. Gotcha. Where, yeah. So, God, the, the dual VCR, I remember that. Yeah. So we recorded a little bit to test his tape and it's like record, rewind, see if that worked. And I was like, yep, looks like it's working. And then after that little quick test recording – Pops on the straight late 70s hardcore porn that was on his videotape <laughs> in front of everybody. My mom's sitting there, my girlfriend, a couple of other friends, and he's like, Yep, looks like it worked. <laughs> <laughs> of all tapes. For of, real. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's a true story right there, man. 
God, that just reminds me of, that's how my dad used to make his edited movies for me back in the day. Is that like the dual VCR where it'd be like play on one and he'd pause and record, pause and record. You See, Maddie grew up not knowing that there was ever any boobies in any movie and nobody ever said any bad words because his dad had a dual VHS and he would edit anything that wasn't kid friendly. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. What a good man. I still have no idea how Police Academy goes. What a good man. You're You're better off this way. I probably am. So we were very disappointed to find out that the new gummy hot dogs have absolutely no hot dog flavor in them. If you see a pack of hot dogs and it says gummy Oscar Mayer, what do you think you're getting? Uh, I mean, as gross as it might be, but a hot dog flavored gummy. I wouldn't be opposed to that, to try that. I mean, I should, you should know better because they've got the gummy, like you said, the gummy Krabby Patty. They got gummy pizza. Oh, they got everything, bro. You can get a bag of those. I know this. On Amazon, you can get a bag of 150 of those, and it's not that expensive. Kids love them. You know, the other one that's really disappointing is, those, you know, for bachelor bachelorette parties. All right. <laughs> I heard, I, from what I understand. Yeah. The pickles. <laughs> they got mac and cheese um, gummies now, too. Ugh. And what would you expect that to taste like? I mean, if you're going to call it that, it should taste like. Uh, but that said, I don't know why I'm arguing this because I don't want. I don't want that. I. I mean, I. I'm not. I've never played Bean Boozled, like the Harry Potter gross. Bean Boozled is the Jelly Bellies that taste like garbage and they'll make people cry. Yeah, they, that like shouldn't even be a thing. Spoiled milk, cut grass, but, but dirt. Dude, you're talking about something completely different. That's not the same thing as a gummy that looks like and then tastes like mac and cheese. Yeah, but why would you want that? It, it's a it's novelty. Never, it's but it's never good. Well, I mean, but what have a, you ever done? And I feel like you would do this, like uh, the the mac and cheese ice cream or like ranch do, ice cream. I don't do ice cream. But you understand what I'm saying? No, like, I don't understand what you're saying. You and your child are always. I don't like, have a kid. <laughs> I'm not even here. <laughs> it's not me, man. Where's my head? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, but seriously, folks. I'm telling you, if I see that, I'm like, oh, what the hell? We're going to try these cheesy gummies, man. And well, then you pop it in, it tastes like orange. It's well, a ripoff. Well, wait. Now you realize in today's litigious society, <gasps> I think it's time for some lawsuits. I'm, I think, I'm all for it. I think this is how we make our, our money. I mean, forget this lottery thing because it's sure not paying off. Dang, man. I got to do that today. I already bought mine on my phone. It's which almost... Now I'm also wondering, too. Like, I wonder if I'm not getting the same shake because I'm on my phone. I mean, I did win $16 last week, but... 16 Yeah, it was two eight. I, I won $8 twice. See, stop screwing it up for everybody. How so? Just, if it doesn't... If there's not a big winner tonight... Don't do the next one, and let's see what happens. Because I think you're screwing the whole thing I up. I didn't. No, I skipped one, and no one won. I, uh, what? Because I forgot. That was, that was the one you weren't supposed to skip. Oh, no. That's the pattern wrong. That's how that happened. And they also have the Clawson pickle gummy that doesn't taste like a pickle. And that's even made by Clawson. Yeah. And wouldn't you want... Now, honestly, pickles are in right now. There's pickle culture. Do you know that the millennials... Pickles aren't just pickles. Pickles are a lifestyle. There's pickle shirts. There's pickle hats. Pickle Rick. No, and, I, I, you know, I I knew that was a thing by the fact that when they were announcing all the different fair foods, uh, especially for the state fair, um, pickle nachos. But no, yeah, and but one of them was just pickles. 
That's right. That There's was a whole booth. Straight. It's pickles. Like, every other thing had like a description. It was like, you know, yeah, it was like a dill pickle, you know, donut or something. Wow, or that sounds like a good dill. Yeah, yeah it was a very good dill. Um, <laughs> I'm from Winston. But uh, <laughs> there was some other stuff, and it was like, you know, with all these descriptions of what it is. And there was this one. It was like pickle. I love how many people are into pickle juice now that you can buy bottled pickle juice for your drinks, you know, cause, and, and people love a pickle back. Isn't that a whiskey thing? You shoot yeah, your whiskey you and take then a you... shot of whiskey and then take a shot of pickle juice. And, yeah. but I mean, which again, like I've never been one for the training wheels on tequila either. So yeah, I don't, I don't it. like all the shenanigans. You, you want, you want your whiskey neat. You don't want any mess. Yeah, no. I can dig it. Oh, uh, which which reminds me, what day is it? Uh, Wednesday, why? Because I'm 11 days dry. Oh, are you? Yeah, I've been sober Octobering. Get out of town. I Who mean, do? I'm not one to toot my own horn, but I haven't died yet. So that's good. <laughs> I was a little worried. I, you know, it's one of those things when you quit drinking for a week, it's like, all right, let's see what happens. Nah, you'd know within the first I know. 24 hours. If which you- again... I'm glad, but, uh, the half-life on alcohol is like 25 hours. So within the first day and a half, if you're not trembling and sweating and well, that was just the flu oh. <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do no, with I had it. a stomach, stomach ache or something. I don't know what's going on. Stomach you know, th- that that's a good thing you're doing, man. But you know, it reminds me of Keith Richards, who I'm very concerned about right now. Why is he trying out? Yeah, he's 79 years old. He's made it this far. No, man. And now he's stopped his cocaine. He stopped his booze. And now he stopped smoking cigarettes. I, I'm real worried about him. You know, it's weird that if someone goes that long. Yeah. Living that hard. Why fool with it? Right. I, you, that's that's always those things when you see certain people. It's like, you know, we'll always have the story that like a person who lives to be a hundred and it's like, yeah, I just, you know, I drink and I smoke. And it's like, mm-hmm. there are some people, George Burns, you know, smoking cigars till he died. But it, it, it always is interesting. It's like now I'm, well, now watch in a year. It's like, oh no. That's what I'm telling you. That's I'm the only so, thing that kept him alive. I'm so like, worried about him. Yeah. He's like some sort of, uh, something from out of a sci-fi movie. Yeah. That, uh, all the chemicals were keeping him active. He was a pro man. I mean, he, he was one of the guys who taught a whole generation of how to party like a rock star. There's no question. He did an interview one time about being on drugs and not sleeping for like a week at the time. And he was talking about how neat it is the passage of time when you don't recognize days. If you're just up for six, seven, eight days, like the passage of time feels different. It, and if sounds, it sounds like that guy at school would be like, hey, man, you know, it's a real, real trip. If you take banana peels and dry them out in the oven. Oh, should, my God. Like, hey, man, you know what you should do? You hold your breath real long. And then, <laughs> hey, man. What, what's the other one that came out the other day? Oh, the nutmeg thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Hey, watch out drinking all that public, public spi- pumpkin spice latte because it'll make you hallucinate because of that nutmeg in there. Well, guess what? You got to eat a bottle of nutmeg to do that, and it doesn't even work. No. So I mean, I've heard. Allegedly. <laughs> Yeah, he really does. He's like the embodiment of like, hey, you know what's a super high is if you take your cocaine, you put it in the freezer, <laughs> and then you stand upside down and have your friend. All right, man. I know where you're going. You're talking about Stevie Nicks. <laughs> I was getting there. She had a person who did that for her. Well, look, when you're a celebrity, you know you can't be you can't be the one trying to figure out how to do that to yourself. Top 20 bucket list experience in the world. See if you agree. We're not going to do all 20. We'll just hit a few of these. Biz- visit the Maldives. 
More like the mall don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't really care much about that. Get splashed at Niagara Falls. Don't be a Niagara fool, am I right? These are dumb. <laughs> See the Mona Lisa in Paris. Uh, it's ugh, completely overrated. It's a letdown. I, look, I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've been there and done that. It really, it's like in a giant room with other amazing paintings, and yet you have this thing behind glass, and there's a sea of fools in front yeah. of you. Yeah, it's like... It's the size of, you know, your eight by ten that the kids bring home for the school pictures. It's not much bigger than that. No, it's And it's, you're with like you say, there's a sea of people between you and that to be able to look at it through glass. Yeah. Visit Bora Bora. More like Bora Boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know you didn't. Climb the Statue of Liberty in New York. They don't have an elevator yet. No. I'm How long like, has that thing been there? I tried we speaking of Paris, we tried to do the uh climb the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. We got like two thirds of the way up dying. And then we get to there and they're like, no, you can't go any further. Are you serious? <laughs> Northern Lights, Stonehenge, Taj Mahal, Times Square. Yeah, the I would love to see, I will say this. I would love to see the Northern Lights. I think that would be super cool. That is, to me, would be something worth seeing. Isn't that just like formation, like light in the sky up there? Yeah, but it's it's crazy. I mean, it's that whole waving and shimmering light. Huh. I think that would be really cool to see. And on drugs. I mean, <laughs> visit Pompeii is on the list, which I think would be real cool. They keep finding more Pompeii stuff. Did you see the like lunch counter? No. There was a lunch counter and it had um, pictures of the different stuff they served. And it was everything from like birds to, you know, reptiles to goats, even things that we now have as pets for real yeah 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 and it was like a cafeteria style thing like there's a picture of each thing and then there's a hole and apparently that's where that was like you get your plate you walk down like oh i'm gonna have some alligator and better put some chicken on it or you know here's some canary but they found all of that preserved after the you know the volcano that is interesting that we're this far removed from that and they're still digging stuff up still finding stuff Still finding people like who were caught in the lava oh, yeah. mid run, you know, That's and they still crazy. got their shoes and their rings and their hats on and, and their stuff. glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell where when they were running from the lava, they spilled their ear medicine. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, it's Pompey Maddie. All right, listen, that's about going to do it next time. Next time, we're going to have some phone calls. So if you haven't called in a while, this would be the perfect opportunity for you to be a hotshot superstar when you call the Simon line and get on next week's podcast. Maybe if that's on your bucket list is to be on the show. Oh, we can make it happen for you. 336-373-0987 is our number. Love to hear from you. Be sure you click it and like it and share it and all that stuff. You got a final thought or not? Uh, I learned that Saved by the Bell has nothing to do with Screech. It's more about being buried alive. Mm. <laughs> Good time. Hey, it's that time of year, man. Get ready to be scared all the time. And we will see you next time. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show.